everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Melissa. And this is Josh. That was super quiet. I told you specifically. <laughs> and this is Josh. You're like, God damn it. I wish we had like a real three or four microphones on arms all yeah. right in front of our faces because it is the curse of the low budget podcast is it's three or four nerds sitting around one microphone. Yeah. And it's a decent microphone. But you just got to remember to kind of point yourself at it. It's, it looks like a robot, which is why I like it. It looks like that little needle droid in Star Wars. It's true. <laughs> if we just taped a hypodermic needle to it. <laughs> it also reminds me of that robot in that Fantastic Four cartoon where they didn't have the torch, I think it was. Yeah. And it was like this, this weird robot that has robot powers. And it's like, I guess that's us now, the Fantastic Three and a Shoot, robot. What was his name? It wasn't Robbie. Yeah. You should not. It might as I well know. Have been. Shameful. Shameful. I don't know. Yeah. No, and that's a good story of like parents are like, we don't want kids setting themselves on fire, so we're going to replace Human Torch with a robot. Well, like he's. The robot was always attacking people. <laughs> well, not like just, you know, bad people, but still. They deserve yes. it. <laughs> Melissa, Melissa, your thoughts on the Melissa. Fantastic Four robot? You're a nerd, Melissa. You can't trick me. Yeah. We know you like things such as The Walking Dead and other things. Are you going to yes. any Comic Cons this summer? No. I was going to go to Toronto, but I'm going to save my money. It's really expensive. Which is, yes. is it the Toronto Comic Con? Yes. I literally don't know. Fan Expo. Okay. And John Travolta's going to be there. Oh, That's crazy. Battlefield Earth's John Travolta? I bet you it'll cost $300 for an autograph from John Actually, Travolta. Man. Brendan just, Fraser's going to be there. You just picked a name at random and it was John Travolta? <laughs> no, no, I, I think John Travolta is there. I like yeah. last month he is? something about John Travolta. Because of his role in Punisher? I, I think just because he's just, well that's the funny thing about no. comic cons now is that they're just kind of sometimes they just if they can they'll just bring someone in yeah. like famous Travolta though that's just cool. because they can what else has he done I'm trying because I mean does Pulp Fiction count as nerd I mean yeah territory I'm trying to think of like because I mean he was the bad guy in Punisher so I yeah. mean he at least has a pass even if you know he's also Travolta so it's like he's cool. I think for face off I think he should get a pass as but well but they'll have well because cult classic is kind yeah. of like a yeah. nerd thing and... it's true but it's expanded now where traditionally you'd have a bunch of comic artists and some writers and some B grade celebrities yeah voice actor from blank you know. yeah but now you'll have Aquaman whose movie made a billion dollars will yeah. be there and, you know, John Travolta, who's nominated for an Oscar. and you know, But, like, I think, like, Sissy Spacek, maybe? I might be making that up. But, like, real actors go to these things. But they go because you get flown in. You sit yeah. there for a couple days. You meet some fans. And you make a bunch of money. You I know? like these so, shout-outs. Piper Parabo. What Piper is she Parabo. doing here? <laughs> yeah. the most random people. It's like Uma Thurman. I mean, Kill Bill was basically a comic book, I guess. So. But now yeah, but it's called Fan Expo. So yeah, anyone true. who has a fan following can go. So it's yeah. more like pop culture, and it's not It's not a Comic-Con. It's called Fan Expo. Yeah, and it's a, it's got sports now, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was there. Fans, horror, I yeah. Like, I was there a few years ago, in the same way that they might have like one of the Doctor Who's sitting there signing autographs. They've got... Like Joe Carter? Yeah, three or four baseball players. <laughs> I'm or trying to throw out a name for you. Like, yeah. Like, Ottawa had wrestling. Wrestling's popular here, actually. Like, a, f- a couple friends of mine go to those, like, I, I don't know, I don't oh, really call really? them D-League or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, but, like, a friend of mine went to those, too. They get, I, I went once because it was his birthday, and I was like, okay, it's your birthday thing, fine. I'll go to this wrestling. And I'm just, I'm not, I was huge into wrestling as a kid, 
but uh, not so much now. We'll was say. it scary? Was it like it, it was like rednecks and yeah. shooting guns in the air? Um, and... <laughs> not that as much, but like it was. I mean, there was the one I, I liked. This one guy who he was like the hound or something, and so he had like a helmet thing on with fur, and he had like a big elaborate <laughs> thing, and he was just like. You know, and they the other the foil was setting out dog biscuits to like get him under the ring or something. So like they do stuff like that. Like it's this big show. So it's like <laughs> I wouldn't say like I didn't enjoy it, but like I would not go back. Like, like I wanted to go <laughs> years ago, and like I was a kid at the right time for wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Because I went to see a thing at the Civic Center here at Lansdowne, like five minutes from the Mayfair. And the headliner was Hulk Hogan versus the Big Boss Man. Man. And the undercards were stuff like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. King Kong Bundy? No, I think this is way past King Ah, Kong Bundy, I think. Uh, A guy with a parrot. There was a guy with a parrot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Coco Beware, the Birdman. Jake the Snake. So it was all like... (laughs) These are all... Big guys. But... Bruce the Barber Beefcake? Maybe. Oh, the Hound Dog guys? Bushwhack? Bushwhack? I don't know. Or something? The guys who look like Mad Max? With like big uh, oh, like the demolition bags. axe and smash. Yeah, so I saw. I might be making up. <laughs> these are all real. Boys, these like, are all real. I'm just I, making this I, I could make up names, but those were all real. <laughs> My favorite thing about the Hulk Hogan one was it's so it's so by the books of your hero, your villain, the mm. turn, everything. So the match happens and you're cheering. and He does the song. He comes out and he's just getting whooped by the big boss man. <laughs> And then the big boss man, and I think this is uh, unsportsmanlike, no. handcuffs Hulk Hogan. Because he's to, a cop, right? Because he's a cop. Okay. He's like a bad cop. Yeah, yeah. He handcuffs Hulk Hogan <laughs> to the ring, and that the referees allowed a guy to bring handcuffs and yeah. a billy club to the ring? Yeah. I don't know. That seems... Well, he uh, was a cop, so maybe they were like, okay, you can't use them, you can't but you use can them. have yeah. them there. So then the ref, and I love this. What a weird job to be a ref for, like, old school WWF. Fake ref. Yeah is like kind of waving his arms in the air and going like no don't do it don't do it and then he's hitting Hulk Hogan with a billy club <laughs> and the ref's going you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> like he's not even disqualified yeah, yet yeah. he's just like what's <laughs> happening <laughs> and then he pushes the ref still fine yeah yeah not disqualified and can you imagine that in like hockey pushing a ref and like yeah. hitting him with your stick or something? <laughs> and cuffing a player so then I don't know how this happened magic Hulk Hogan picked the lock while Big Boss Man was distracted, beating up the ref. Were his hands behind his back? Yeah. Kind okay, of like even more here. impressive then. And got out, handcuffed the Big Boss Man, which stunned the Big Boss Man. Yeah, well, I'm stunned. And then honest. handcuffed him to the ring. And then our hero taught us a valuable lesson that it's okay to get revenge with billy clubs. Mm. He beat up the Big Boss Man. That counted as a win? He assaulted an officer, is what you're saying. (laughs) But it was okay because the officer assaulted him. Yeah, that counted as a win. Hulk Hogan, hand over his head with the ref. Ding, 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 you won. But when the other guy did it, that wasn't a win. No, it might have been some weird give up match, you know? I, I Please stop hitting me. It's the you know Hulk Hogan's gonna win match. Yeah. (laughs) But it was super fun. It comes back to Otto every once in a while on a bigger scale because it comes to the hockey stadium. So that's bigger. But every article I see on a comedic news program like John Oliver mm-hmm. is just about how horribly treated these wrestlers are. Yeah. So part of me wants to go to it, but part of me is like, and they all die at 50. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to support that, you know? It's sad. And they're, they're just worked. Like, and they might be making money, and like one out of 500 become The Rock. Yeah. But all the other ones are working 300 days a year and living on buses yeah. and don't have health care. Yeah. But they want to do it. They do. That's the catch. It's one of those things yeah. where they, they know how horrible it is. Even recently, like, cinematic movie star great Rowdy Roddy Piper, mm. 
he had some horrible thing where he was doing an interview and he seemed okay and he went like oh it doesn't matter i don't have health care i'm not going to make it to 55 and he died when he was 54 and a half you yeah. know just because and it wasn't it was just like because he's been thrown around for 35 years yeah, of his yeah. life so many concussions and you see him like he almost got out you know he did a couple movies yeah and, and did they live which was so great oh but, yeah but really, in the past four years, even Hulk Hogan kind of became a movie star. Yeah. But really, it's The Rock. Like, and The Rock well, is the only one who oh, really... Yeah, Hogan made more off his lawsuit against Gawker than he ever made wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he makes $700 million or something. What? Yeah, like, I don't, he probably didn't get all of that, but that yeah. was the ruling. Man. Yeah, it's insane. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, goes to show you that if you play your cards right... <laughs> Can I do something horrible yeah, and sue a tabloid? Yeah, funny how that worked, dude, but... Nah, it's it's. I think the other problem too is those guys. They, they don't know how to do anything else. No, it, with all due respect. So you get you're 50 years old and you have to keep wrestling because you can't work a desk job. Or like fingers crossed, you become an announcer or whatever. Yeah. Like the guys you went to see. There was this really great documentary years ago called Beyond the Mat, and mm. I believe it was the first thing kind of looking behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think some wrestlers got mad at it because it was like. It showed The Rock and somebody backstage being like, oh, how's the wife? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, thanks for giving me that book for my kid. And then <laughs> cut to them, hit each other with chairs, you yeah. know. But it showed the wannabes, the professionals, and the over-the-hills. And the over-the-hills are super sad because it's guys who 10 years before were in front of 20,000 people. Mm -hmm. And now they're in front of 500 people in Gatineau at a little hockey rink. Yeah. And then the wannabes are jumping off their mom's garage and falling into tables you know so it's this yeah. the, the before and after is terrifying yeah, yeah so probably some people you went to see are like i want to be hulk hogan when i grow yeah. up and, and i'm sure like there's a few that are just like you know i i work at a gas station and this is my this is how i blow off steam yeah you know? like but it's it's a lot of man it's a lot of effort you really got to be devoted but like the great crowds like they always do well like God, I, I don't yeah. it's probably almost a sellout every time like it's not a huge venue but still and I wonder if they're getting paid like 10 bucks they like must the wrestlers get, yeah <laughs> I don't understand because they must get something because I don't know yeah tickets were probably like 10 bucks and then they sell alcohol there but they sold wine and cans of beer and it was at the uh, the Polish hall or whatever. Maybe they get all the tickets and the Polish hall gets all the beer or it something. Might, yeah, because, I mean, they were doing well on that, I'm sure. Like, it was... Oh, yeah. Because it, it was reasonable prices, but, I mean, they're buying them for the case. So, I mean, they mm -hmm. must be making good... And, like, God, it's just a bunch of... I don't want to be, like, a jerk, but it's, like, a bunch of drunk... Not all dummies, but some dummies yeah. just getting into just... And I'm like, everyone's having fun. It's great. But I was like, man, this is this is a thing, you know? Like, <laughs> is, you got to be into this. Years ago, I went... We set up and then went to tear down a... Actually, it was mixed martial arts. D-grade mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. uh, over in Gatineau at a little hockey rink. And so we set up the octagon and the lights. And then we came back at 1 in the morning to tear it all down. So my friend and I are driving into the parking lot. And I'm, I'm not making this up. We see somebody come out a side door, comically drunk, like stumbling drunk with little yeah. birdies over his head. <laughs> he comes up, he walks into a tree, takes a step back, takes a swing at the tree, Ooh. and misses by like a foot. Oh, man. In the swing, swings himself around and falls down. Jeez. So the tree won the fight. Yeah. So that's what we saw, and we're just like, oh, this is going to be a horrible night. That's... And inside, everything was just coated with... Red Bull, because like some kind of Red Bull was the sponsor, so Red Bull they everywhere, you with it. and just people drunk and on the aftermath of bloodlust and yeah, and Red anarchy. Bull, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a mess. And so nothing really happened to us, but I just imagine those people going out into the streets yeah. at one in the morning, trying to drive home. Oh, that would have been trouble. 
Yeah. But yeah, I could yeah. The, the tree was victorious yeah, that night. Against Andy Cap. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Melissa, when you were at Comic Cons, did you like pay do you do like photo meets or anything like that? Yeah. Who did you do? I was supposed to do Back to the Future cast, but then oh. I decided to save my money. That's probably really expensive. Yeah. Lee did it. Lee did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got it. It's the difference between an owner and a manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. big bucks. Yeah, you could get, like, one of the stand-ins or something. <laughs> like, I swear I was in the movie. Oh, God. Uh, Chris yeah, but I, I don't think it's worth it now. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've kind of grown out of it. And especially that... I've heard the best case scenarios. I can't imagine what this costs, but Cap and Bucky, Chris Evans and whoever plays Witcher Soldier. And the other guy. The other guy. <laughs> Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Oh, nice. They did a photo op somewhere. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Atlanta because that's where the yeah. Marvel Studio is. Okay. So yeah. at, at uh, Dragon Con or something down there. And supposedly they were the best. Yeah. And like, it wasn't 15 seconds picture go. Every picture took five or seven minutes they hugged people, they did gags, they yeah. shook hands, they talked. Everybody had nice things to say. On the opposite end of the scale is Lee and his son Max got a photo with Richard Dreyfus, And you think like, <laughs> wow, Richard Dreyfus, he was in What About Bob and Close Encounters. And the picture couldn't be better where it's poor Richard Dreyfus at the age of 70 or however old he is, yeah. sitting on a stool or in a chair just kind of slumped shoulders <laughs> not I swear not smiling and then Lee on his left with the big Lee smile and a yeah, thumbs up like every Lee yeah. picture with people where he's yeah. like stoked uh, beyond stoked yeah. and I just was trying to get in the head of poor Richard Dreyfus of his manager being like hey Richard you have three days off we don't got a gig coming up you could do this you make 40 bucks a photo or whatever it's a good gig and him just going like I used to be directed by Steven Spielberg, yeah. and now I'm, you know. So that's like the opposite end, where it's like a celebrity who doesn't want to be there, yeah. who's not interacting with you. I just... But those, like, big shots, it's usually because they charge, like, oh, yeah. a lot of money, so there's less people. But then there's also the ones that charge less because they want everyone to get the chance yeah but then there's like 200 people so your photo right. takes a second and it's like bye yeah God, or the combination like a shatner who does both of those things where you're just like you're paying the most and he doesn't care about you yeah. and, just, I, like, and i love shatner but i'm rude. i'm kind of yeah. glad i've never met him like that's a don't meet your heroes i love shatner i love yeah. star trek i love him on boston legal like yeah. you know like all this stuff but i've just heard that i have a friend who got an autograph from him for like you know 75 bucks or whatever and it's and I, the math blows my mind because if he's charging 75 bucks I think it's more I think it's over 100 oh my god yeah. and it takes him 10 seconds to go to Josh William Shatner there you go holy cow that's a lot it of just money just a WS <laughs> yeah. like, you're not even trying anymore <laughs> because I've been very lucky to meet a lot of lovely lovely nerds and they're great you know and they're appreciative but there's some who you're just like they're there for the money, which is fine. Yeah. And nobody's got a gun to the head of the nerds who are buying it, you know, like yeah. it's supply and demand. So I don't buy the autograph. Yeah. But it's, I just see that sometimes and I, you hear the stories of just, they don't want to be there, yeah. you know. Yeah. I kind of want a picture with Dreyfus not caring. Yeah. <laughs> that actually seems fun. I don't need the autograph. I just want a picture of him hating life and yeah. just being next to me. Then I've met some people who are like, you know, the B-grade celebrities who are great, who, yeah. are, who are like, not upset to be there. Yeah, and, like and, you know, Boba Fett or something. Oh, baby Boba like, Fett was great. Yeah, yeah. he was. A, I, I talked with him for 15 minutes. I was so dumb. 15 minutes, and then I caught that he had a New Zealand accent, and I'm like, 
so what are you doing over in the States? And he was like, oh, I'm here acting. And my brain was like, oh, yeah, you're Boba Fett. Like, yeah. I, I just thought he was a nice guy I was chatting with, you know? So, <laughs> and like when I met Guillermo del Toro, it was two nerds bumping into each other at a Comic-Con. Yeah. And I was sitting at my friend's table at Fan Expo, and I see Guillermo del Toro just walking around. And I'm like, I'll be right back. Yeah. And I hopped over my friend's table, ran up, and I was like, excuse me, Mr. Del Toro? And he turns around, and he's about three feet tall. He turns around, and he's like, yes, my friend. Oh, man. And I chatted with him for like 15 minutes. When we parted ways, he gave me a big hug. Jeez. And I said something like, oh, I'd love to keep talking with you, but I want to let you go. I see you're just out shopping and stuff. Yeah, because he would have been there anyway, probably as a fan. That's exactly right, yeah. Like, that's great, you know? Because imagine if I would have said, excuse me, Mr. El Toro, and he would have been like, security, security. Yeah. I feel like you turn yeah. into a 10-year-old boy whenever you approach someone yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mr. Del Toro? Toro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I would have as well. But, like, he's, I've only ever seen him be, like, the nicest-looking oh, guy ever, so. And I think it's no wonder that he does a lot of stuff in Canada, because I think he should have, like, an unofficial Canadian passport because he's like just this nice nerd who empties out his basement and does a big museum show at toronto yeah you know god yeah i love that guy he's oh. he's one of the best we have even I feel like even his movies i don't like mm-hmm. i was not a big fan of crimson peak i knew you're gonna say crimson peak i look at it and i'm like good job everybody yeah, you know but like, it's, it's like just, pretty I guess. yeah i actually i haven't seen it but like just from the the visuals you oh, know are, yeah. are very lush but yeah, no, he has, he has a very good, like, I Even the stuff he produces, like, it, yeah. it tends to look nice. It's not, not everything is for everyone, but, no. man, he's, what a career, like. And he's so nice. Yeah, such a nice guy. Yeah, but yeah, um, I want to meet him. Yeah, but you do, like, cosplay stuff, too, right? I used to. Yeah, it's very expensive. And hard, I just, I see people in cosplay, and I'm, I imagine you, like, four hours in and being like, oh, this is really sweaty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or you're just like, this is the most uncomfortable. Like, once I just did one hour, and I was like, get me the hell out of this. Yeah. And then people keep coming up to you and stuff. Yes, Which is, like, good and bad, I suppose. Yeah, it can can sometimes be creepy. I was going to say, do you have any, like, creepazoids? Yeah. I mean, it's a Comic-Con, and she's a woman, so... Give guys a bad name. I hate that. And you're just like, it's it's a Velma Dinkley cosplay. It's not like I'm like, come on. like What did you do? I saw one picture that you put on your Facebook or something. Did you do Harley? No. Yeah, I did did. Harley Quinn one year, and then everyone was doing it. Yeah. This sucks, so I didn't do it another year. And then I did Celine from Underworld. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember one year, it was a couple years ago. That was cool. There was... 200 Deadpools and 200 Harleys. Like, it just, everybody was like... Yeah, it like, sucks. Yeah, like the Heath Ledger year. Everybody. <laughs> like everyone every, was joking. The good thing about Deadpool, there was a diversity. There was a diversity in the Deadpools. Yeah. But it was still yeah, like... Yeah, you can, you can mix it up with Deadpool. Like, you can do Deadpool whatever. Deadpool with, like, rubber ducks. I don't know. Yeah. My friend does it full bore, and he did a Miles Morales Spider-Man. Nice. And it looked great. But the catch is, you're walking around head to toe covered like your fingers covered your eyes co- everything covered it's just hard to like do anything <laughs> like yeah or you see like a chewbacca yeah. you're like oh man that's commitment i feel like it get it must get exhausting too because it's like you want to enjoy the festival and look at stuff but yeah, every yeah. single time you're just like oh hey uh, that must have taken and you're like i'm just trying to look at comics yeah. buddy like can <laughs> i that's not that's why just... you only go one day dressed up and then the other yeah. day is you're just normal the best i saw in montreal was a mask cosplay okay of the mask and it was like 
a guy dressed exactly like with the yellow tuxedo and then like this Cameron Diaz looking girl in a red dress and they wow, dance. Oh, well, like, there's two of them. Yeah, nice. yeah. So someone brought like the music from the movie Jeez. and then they did the actual dance. God. Perfect. I thought you were gonna say like the com or the cartoon mask from the eighties. No, no, ah, no, like which Jim is also Jim Carrey. Yeah. I noticed that too. Is there some people, and again, nothing wrong with this, who will pay to get in and just walk around in costume. So they're just there for like the like the masquerade or whatever. But you see them and they're just walking up the down the aisles, kind of getting wanting to be noticed. Yeah, hopefully getting nice attention, maybe winning an award. But they're not flipping through the back issue bins, you know. (laughs) Yeah. They're just there. That's what they did. They yeah. went and they're there to show off their skills as a costumer. Yeah, because you don't want to carry around like graphic novels in your hand. Yeah, when you're, like, Wolverine or whatever. Hey, they're saving money and having yeah. a good time. It's true. Oh, yeah. You might get some free stuff too from some people. They're like, oh wow, that's so good. Here's a comic book. I don't well, know how things work. What was I watching? <laughs> I was watching some nerd documentary, and it happens every once in a while where a cosplayer actually got a job as a costumer. And I know some people who did droids, like built R2-D2s, they got jobs at Lucasfilm. And oh, they yeah. now build robots at Lucasfilm. Yeah, I've heard about that. So it does happen where nerds can make yeah, that leap. Yeah, they're really good. Most people like who are really good aim for those jobs. And they apply all the time. Yeah, and there's like 10 yeah. jobs, I guess. Yeah. That's why I read comics all the time. One day I'll get a job. Yeah, yeah. You're the, reading you, comics you know for a living. back stuff, you know, <laughs> just in case. Okay. He's looking uh, at the list. I'm looking at the list. I'm looking at the time. Let us chat about August 16th through the 22nd. We have one holdover, Marion and Leonard, Words of Love, Which held over for a second week. And you're about to go watch it. I'm going to go watch it right after we record this podcast. It was blockbuster. It was. Yeah. We had like 200 people one night. Oh, God. Which is, which yeah. is insane. Like, I'm not ready for that. It was a rare night <laughs> where it worked really well, where I opened doors just like 10 minutes early because it was like after a dinner break kind of thing. Yeah. And everybody was actually spaced out. So it wasn't one of those things where 198 people showed up at 627. Like, I thought you meant they were all on drugs. No, no, yeah. yeah. Are you here for the Cohen documentary? <laughs> is, is Leonard Cohen here? Yeah. Man, I wish. Man, the thing that I find crazy about him is that I always thought he just always had that deep voice. That right. He had his later career, but he didn't. Like, his earlier stuff doesn't say he didn't have that deep, deep voice, which is crazy to me. Like, I know that's an odd thought. Was it smoking? Of, it, it, it must have helped, I'm sure. And, and drinking wine and smoking, like, you know, all great poets. Yeah, my friend, who might come tonight, might be stuck uh, parenting. They went to see him a year or so before he died. The incident. And he yeah. said they said it was like a five-hour show. Like, it's this epic, epic long show. Yeah. So he, it was like he was working hard till the end. Yeah, you know? like, he did everything he wanted to do, from what I can tell. Uh, then we have Vita and Virginia which is a biopic about Virginia Woolf. Oh, nice. I never knew what that was actually about. I kind of thought it was more of a it says older... It on the poster. I know. Uh, Read the poster. But the poster <laughs> looks like an older thing. Like, yeah, it looks true. like a period... Like, I'm, it is a period I mean, piece, it I guess, is but, a period. But, but it but looks yeah. like it's, like, way older than it really is. And I'm like, oh, wait, Virginia Woolf, why didn't I read that damn poster? <laughs> it's got Gemma... Arterton. Arterton, oh, who Arterton. I'm madly in love with. I don't know how to pronounce things. <laughs> you can't pronounce things. I can't know what the movie's about. God, this is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I asked him earlier what the prices were on candy. He didn't even know that. I nailed it though. It took, <laughs> so I, I, it took me a second because the, the prices adjusted. I'm doing my best. In January, it's yeah. for a wedding rental. They want to oh, buy everybody right, right. popcorn. To which I said, "You're gonna have. We'll take your money, but it's gonna be seventy bags of ten percent eaten popcorn left behind." Yeah, yeah. Got to plan ahead, man. But uh, we'll make money. That's all that matters. We <laughs> just only think about us. Maiden, a new documentary that is about a 
young woman who does a what do you call it? A boat race? What's a fancier name for that? A, a world a, a regatta. A regatta? Yeah, is that, is that it? Is that accurate? Let's, <laughs> let's say know. let's say that. Yeah, regatta. It sounds good. If it's wrong, it's Eric. Yeah, Eric it's said me. it, not me. And it is a San Francisco Docfest Best Documentary nominee. Oh, nice. Same at Slam Dance. It looks just like a great kind of. It's the great. A bunch of men said, women can't oh, race no. boats. Overcoming the odds. And then they did, and it worked. Yay! And I think he fights a shark, uh, I'm just assuming. So. You're going to be so disappointed when <laughs> yeah. they don't fight a shark. It's like, there's only like 10 minutes left. Where's the damn shark? <laughs> Instant Dreams, a fascinating-looking documentary about the Polaroid camera, where... They're this... trying to find the formula. Yeah. How did they lose the formula? That, I kinda... It's not theirs. I didn't understand that either. It's under lock and key. They're trying to get it, like... It's Wait. not Polaroid. It's like other people trying. Oh, so, so Polaroid won't give it up. Have it, but they won't give it up, or they've lost yeah, the key like of the vault. Yeah, like they have rights to it. Okay. I think they're trying to like imitate the formula oh. to like make it again. Make like Schmolaroid. But are you allowed to do that? Like, if they figure out the same formula, can they just use it? Or it's like Coke they... and Pepsi, right? Because like, you're making your own formula. I don't think they have a pat. I think with That's formulas, a really weird twist. like with cooking. As long as the ingredients aren't 100% the same, yeah. that's how you have Coke yeah. and Pepsi and RC and No Name Cola. Yeah, a like, little bit more sugar or something. Or, I didn't realize I that. Know. Okay, so it's Big Boss Polaroid won't give up. That's so interesting. I'm pretty I sure think... that's what it is. It's, yeah. Well, because there are Polaroid-type cameras. Like, they're right. instant printout, but they're not identical. Yeah. Or, like, they're not as good. Well, there's part of the trailer where they, this woman opens up her fridge and she's got, like, six boxes. And she's like, this is the last she's I have. Them. Essentially, yeah. Man. Yeah. You can still buy them on Amazon. They're, like, super expensive. Yeah. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the weird age we're in of, logically, everything digital makes sense. We take pictures on our phone. We listen to music or read via digital means. Yeah. But there's still that collector market for comic books and records and cameras and I think that's what this movie's kind of about yeah flipping the uh, the picture was always fun you know like it's a neat I remember I, me- I remember being yeah, a kid like, and like <laughs> shaking it I don't even know if it helped all that much I don't but know, it yeah. felt like it did <laughs> it's fun and made a cool noise when yeah you take it. no this seems really uh, really neat yeah I want to see this then we have a mainstream movie Rocket Man oh right Elton John biopic musical yeah which I've heard it's like they, they kind of a little different like I don't know if it's straight I might have heard that it's like straight music pretty much the whole thing yeah I think a lot of people compared it to the Queen biopic yeah and the difference is the Queen biopic was a I think there's a fancier word for this but it was a movie with music in it yeah whereas this Elton John movie Rocket Man is a musical like across the universe yeah or like you know it's like or like I think so like Jungle Book or Aladdin you know yeah. it's people singing in a scenario in which you wouldn't in real life yeah whereas in Queen as it would like a concert yeah. or a recording and I'm assuming it might be a shorter period of time covered than the Queen one was I think so I think it's like just about him at his kind of peak of yeah. crazy outfits and rock and roll and then they and... stopped right before the drug addiction yeah. and the drinking and stuff they're like and then everything was great back when people inexplicably accepted the lie that he was a lady killing heterosexual man yeah yeah <laughs> and you look back at that and you look at amazing people like Elton John or Liberace or like, like Liberace yeah and you're like really people really yeah. <laughs> like, it's so funny even you gotta think like Errol Flynn dabbled in both uh, yeah like there's a lot where it was just sort of like or Mick Jagger even like, or I think are... I, I gotta read this book but I believe Vincent Price's daughter wrote a book that said that her dad was essentially bisexual yeah that's and, and that's kind of like you know 
shocking. Yeah, you know? like, that's <laughs> the thing, because it's not like, you know, you don't want to stereotype or say, exactly, uh, yeah. but you're just sort of like, not surprised. It was, or Bowie, too, you know, like, he was bisexual. You're just like, oh, really? <laughs> I just imagine if I was Elton John's friend in 1979 and he came out to me, I'd have yeah. to, like, pretend and be like, Oh, I'm. Oh, well. Yeah. Thank you for coming out to me. I never knew Elton. I couldn't tell. Like, I, was, I love that with parents too. When like kids come out, and they're like, "Yeah, I've known for like 15 years." Yeah. <laughs> and the last movie. Oh, sorry. Two more movies. Nice try. The Tiger of Eshnapur. Nice. And I like this because it's, it's a quadruple punch. It's Fritz Lang Film Festival, 60th anniversary, Ottawa premiere, and screening for the first time in North America. Man, that's so cool. Eshnapur is a fun name. Eshnapur. Fun, fun word. It's fun to say. And the, the, you got the, did you use the poster, the foreign poster? I used the, the foreign poster. Nice. There, there is no English poster. <laughs> the Tigre d'Eshnapur. Yeah. We should have gotten Melissa to say it. I'm sorry. You're no, the president okay. of Frenchie. It'll be good to see how many people come up and can pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. How many people are going to come up and be like, one for the tagger of... No, yes. most people well, be like, one for the movie. movie. Yeah. Or they'd be like, no, you can't get in unless you pronounce it. One for Tiger, one for Fritz Lang. <laughs> and the good news is, not super blockbusters, but both the first two Fritz Lang movies have done well. It, yeah. Have actually like, have broken our minimum. Money. Yeah, <laughs> and which is, they both did 40 people plus a screening. Yeah. And not to be glass half Full, but I was expecting, you know, ten people a screening. Yeah. So I'm I'm ecstatic and I yeah. hope it continues. And the fact that this movie and the next one in the festival are decades old movies that are auto premieres, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. It's so crazy. it's a varied crowd. Like I had people yeah. in their twenties, people like seniors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yep. So I had kids. For sure. So cool. And it's just time <laughs> travel. Like it, it's just so cool to see these movies yeah. on the big screen. So this one, yeah, it's from 1959 and has never been seen here. I, I don't even think it's readily available on Blu-ray or anything like Man. that. So, so has it, I wonder if it's even played Canada. Like, no, North America. So this, this is the North American premiere. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other cinemas, as we are, are showing it on this Fritz Lang Fest. Right. But it never played before. Jeez. So yeah, it's just that is the anyone who's a film snob, like a 35 millimeter film snob. These are the cool things that are happening thanks to digital. Mm. Is we would never have gotten a thirty-five millimeter print of this. Oh god! But they can much yeah. more easily take one master print, make a bunch of digital copies. If you would take this master print and make a hundred film copies, that's way more money. Oh god! That's way more of an ordeal. On shipping alone. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I, as much of a purist as I am, I think digital looks pretty good. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Every time we screen an old movie on, like, just watching The Big Heat last night yeah. oh my god it looked good it, yeah. oh, it looked nice and just it sounded good and yeah so I embrace our digital overlords <laughs> I know we kind of <laughs> need to at this point so and the last thing we'll quickly mention before running away is the 120th screening oh, of wow. The Room so close to 125th and so this we're not doing anything extra special for this People were like, are you bringing Tommy in? And we're like, no, Tommy doesn't come to Canada anymore. We don't have speed anymore. dial like, just yeah. to come over. But. but it's always a fun thing. And just that we continue this insane marathon. Yeah. I think the thing we're doing is to keep doing it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. the thing <laughs> yeah. we're spe- celebrating by still doing it. Exactly. So. You coming to support it is our celebration yeah. of the room. It's uh, it's fun to see people having fun. That's That's what I'll say. <laughs> still good that's the name of your album it's yeah. fun to see people having yeah. fun fun is fun fun is fun mm. 
Yeah, speaking of fun, last side note. You know, we can't get this because it didn't get a release to theaters, but today the Banana Splits R-rated horror movie oh, came I out. Oh, I see that. Yeah, I, it literally just came out this morning. It's a bit... I was. I wish that it could be shown in theaters. Why are you advertising non... Uh, well, I'm, kind of, I'm hoping that maybe you'll be like, you know what, I'm going to make some calls and we're going to show that R-rated movie, which probably would not do well here. I wonder if we even could. I don't know. I, have no, I don't even know who's doing it, but... Sometimes, like, these things have... Sometimes they do not. Like, sometimes we can play Roma mm-hmm. or play Mandy. Sometimes they have exclusivity deals, yeah. and we just can't get ones that are on streaming or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's interesting because it's actually not coming out on Blu-ray until the 27th, but right. it comes out on streaming today. So there's a two-week Weird. window for what reason, I don't know. Yeah. But the neat thing I found out about that as my final point is the TV series that is based off of, I found out that all the live-action parts, including the Danger Island sequences with Jim Michael Vincent, you yeah. boy, were all directed by Richard Donner. What? Yeah, Richard wow. Donner directed all the live-action Banana Splits stuff, which has now been adapted into an R-rated gore film. And it was all downhill from there for <laughs> yeah, Richard Donner. Exactly. So it's like that, you know, he did Superman, so it's okay for me to work that in uh, geek-wise, but yeah. And Goonies. Yeah, and Superman too. But yeah, I, so cool. I, I found that out last night as I was like reading about this movie. I was like, Richard Donner did all this, this obscure 60s like show? It's just so Man. weird finding out stuff like that. So there's your fun fact. There's your fun fact. Yeah. Don't go watch it. Come to the Mayfair. No, yeah, you can't watch, <laughs> Don't watch it. it. But yeah, so there you go. And now I'm, I'm going to BC for a week, so hopefully everyone has fun. So yeah, go visit us at mayfairtheater.ca. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go visit our friends <laughs> at House of Targ across the street. They're doing their half-price Wednesdays. Oh, wait, it's Wednesday. It's tomorrow. No, wait, you, no this Tuesday. was going to ah, be Wednesday. Ah, son of a bitch. Sorry. my pierogi night. <laughs> we were supposed to do this tomorrow, but I switched shifts. Oh, uh, boo. <laughs> So every Wednesday is Half Price Pierogies, and every Sunday in August is free play all day long for the video games. Amazing. So go visit them. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you back here soon. I'm going to go watch Leonard Cohen Doc. I'm going to go make popcorn. Ah, sucker. <laughs> this sucks. I have to get through two more movies, then I can go to BC for a week. Bye. Bye. We really need to get that Banana Splits movie. We're not going to get it. I need this in my life. From a doomed planet in a distant galaxy to a fantastic underground hideaway. From the fortress of solitude to the bustling city room of the Daily Planet. Look, up on the screen, it's Superman. Superman, the movie.